Welcome everyone to another episode of Kiwi Talks. My guest today is a composer and sound designer <laughs> who worked recently on the Doom Eternal DLC, The Ancient Gods, but he has also worked on Duke Nukem, Quake, Dusk, and more. I'd like to welcome the awesome Andrew Holshaw. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, we were talking a little bit before about uh, Doom Eternal, the DLC, and how that came yes. about. Uh, and I was asking you in regards to Mick Gordon because his mixing is next level. And yeah. I'm sure there must have been some pressure there in terms of wanting to stay true to the vein of it but not copy it outright. Yeah. And that's always a hard um, balance. No, yeah, totally. Like, um, it told us that, uh, you know, like they they were really open about about what they wanted because, like, they they came to us with a with a really respectful look on the thing where they were like, hey, we we want you to work on this. We know that you're not you're not Mick Gordon, so we we we're trusting you with this. If you want to take it in a different direction that you think's cool, you know, hey, let's let's explore that that kind of thing. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of time for it, but uh, I, I was I was pretty adamant, and so was David about um, wanting to 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 kind of keep the initial tone and like the vibe that was set there with while adding in our own little thing, you know, like, yeah, you could, you could try and be like a cover band, you know, and, and do something like that and be like, yeah, check out these tunes, you know, Hey, they sound just <laughs> like the other ones that you heard, but there's no fun in that. Yeah. So, totally. um, so I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to try and do something that still paid respects to the hard work that he put in. Cause he put in a fucking lot of hard work. Totally for for both of those soundtracks, uh, whilst kind of putting some of my personality into it in the same way with David, I'm sure. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, like respecting what came before it because the way I look at it is like if I'm like you know if I have to step away from like let's say a dusk or a medieval or something like that in the future, I want if uh. You know, hopefully not. I'd love to stay a part of those. If you're listening, Dave and Leon, um, if I have to, for some reason, then I'd love for whoever to st like steps in to, you know, respect what I established there. And I feel like that's important from musician to musician and it needs to be kind of uh, regarded, you know, like whenever you're working with IPs. It's not just like, here's a brand new clean slate. It's like, no, look at what's come before you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I know Chad would have been like your master Yoda, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so, because he gave you a lot of guidance, didn't he? I'm sorry. All I can think about whenever anybody says Yoda anymore is like the Reddit Yoda thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll show that to you later. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. Show, be some show it to me who, later because okay. right, I'm right, not right, sure. Right. I'm trying to think if I've seen it. I'm like, <laughs> possibly not, but... Okay. Anyway. 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 So yes, he was he was like a guiding hand to you because I know yeah, you would have been under immense pressure. Yeah. Totally. Um, oh man. He 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 guided me through a ton of things, and in fact, that entire development cycle was like while the deadlines were very tight. Um, we knew that going in. It wasn't like a surprise or anything. We were like, yeah, cool. Challenge accepted. Um. He guided us so well through that development cycle. And I felt like I was going to college the entire time. Like, like 
a college that I always wanted to take in terms of uh, learning new tools, learning new skills. Hey, have you ever thought about it this way? Um, we would just bounce ideas off of each other all the time. And I swear to you, like two or three times a day while I'm working on the ancient gods, it was, Hey, Chad, you know, like, I want to talk to you to make sure that I'm not fucking this up. You know, like, but, yeah. uh, he was always like, you're, this is great. You're doing great. Just be you. He's like, and then he would just plant some ideas. He's like, Hey, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever used this tool? Uh, whenever I was working on something, I, I tried this, maybe you'd like it. And it was just all this stuff because whenever you're working by yourself, like I work by myself every day, mm. you don't get to bounce these ideas off anybody. It's all you, you're paid. It's you're the one making the executive decisions. So whenever I have somebody that's at a prestigious company like id, who's very vetted in on the music side and on the sound design side, like Chad is, it's awesome. So cool my favorite part yeah well he's he's an incredibly talented individual as yeah wow so can Very you think of so. can you think of one specific incident um or scenario i should say that where he really helped you with something or specific yeah. piece of advice that he gave you um well number one he he told me uh <laughs> while i was like hey i don't know if this is good enough i don't know if this while i'm sending him demos he's like hey look we hired you for you. Mm. You don't need to worry about any of that. He's like, whatever you, you, you know, you, you're going to give us something good. You're not going to, this isn't going to be a, a problem. It's like, I, I know you, if I, if I did, if I thought it was going to be a problem, I would have told them, you know, Hey, he's not the guy. So that was nice. That's like, cool. <laughs> but the other things that I remember was him, uh, pushing me towards, um experimenting more with sound design in terms of uh like some of my trans like blending the two yeah 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 uh experimenting with sound design in terms and i i kind of took that in terms of experimenting with sound design with my hits like the kicks and like the big riser stuff and like like the impact moments that kind of stuff and also with some of the textures on the ambience so we did these crazy things where um Specifically, there was uh, one uh, they they had some of the audio left over from me from Eternal, some of the um, the the choir the extracted samples? audio. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, not the choir samples. Those were cool. I think David did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. I can't that. touch what he did with Amora. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, but uh, the Holt, like all all of the ambience in that. And some of the uh, the the heavy tracks. There's one instance where Chad said, "Hey, he's like, maybe um, is there anything that you want that maybe we have that that you can you can source maybe from the Eternal game, like just something that you can mess with that would be a cool callback." And I'm like, "Oh, you know what? Like the Erdak choirs." I was like, "Do you have any of those?" And he was like, "Yeah, I think I do." So he looked he looked for them, and they're amazing. Like, I'm not quite sure who. Uh, who Mick got to to perform those, but they're great. And I took it and I was like, how do you make this sound corrupted and kind of fucked up? <laughs> so I took, uh, there's a a point where, where the uh, the vocals is going, oh, oh, and I cut those up and I put them on a sequencer and just made it go real fast and like had it oh, like just a is? beat slam back. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. And just had a beat slam in between it. And I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and Chad, whenever I sent it over to him, he's like, 
I fucking like that. <laughs> so, so like that was a moment where I was like, because he had told me, he's like, experiment with anything. And he was like, and you can ask me for anything. And I was like, okay, how about this? And he's like, done. He gave it to me. And he's like, now just do whatever you want with it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so them just giving me freedom and him like kind of leveling me out was great. So that's was the, my best experiences with them. So what was the very first piece that you worked on? Blood Swamps. That... To be honest, I think that's like my favorite of yours. It's like everybody's. Yeah. Like, is it's it whenever so they're like, they're like, they're like, what's what's your favorite Andrew track? They're like Blood Swamps. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, what did that come that's from? Fun. Where did that come oh, from? Anxiety. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, like that that whole thing was uh I have to get things done. I need it to be awesome. You need to write something that's going to blow people's fucking socks off and it's me bullying myself into writing awesome riffs <laughs> awesome i just called my own riffs awesome that's terrible you know what i mean right. like like hey, hey yeah, you yeah. can't call them awesome man come on <laughs> give yourself some credit <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it's 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 me just going how do we push the envelope further than you know we did before how do we take it in another direction but even further, you mm. know, like this can't be a dusk where things have to, you know, sound like a, a nine inch nails record. This has to be like a, uh, this has to be a doom where it sounds like chaos and like, but it sounds like, you know, beating the shit out of something is fun too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just pulled out an eight string guitar, tuned it down a little bit further. I think I went like, uh, I, I can't remember this, the tuning at the moment It's ridiculous. But I was like, okay, let's just start jamming on it. I jammed for an entire day, cut up the riffs that I like, and started um, putting together about eh, 30, 45 second pieces. And like with drums and everything, I already had a really pretty solid drum mix going. And the first day I had like about three or four parts of blood swamps in a in a good place. But it came from like, you know, just a place of, hey, you went from being kind of like the uh, the indie composer guy to, hey, now we want you to work on Doom and me going like, oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so was it the heavy stuff that you worked on first and then you kind of went backwards and worked on the ambient stuff? Uh, or were you doing all three at the same question. time? I think I worked on the LC first, like like the, like oh, the, the light, light combat, combat stuff. Yeah. Um, because I thought going into it, I was like, what's going to be the hardest thing to get? Because if you think about it, ambience, if you're making ambience for a game, you can do that. Like all you have to do is look at a level, look at the set dressing and ask, you know, your producer or whoever your lead, like, what's the tone you're going for here? Mm. That's, that's, that's generally for me these days, that's a therapeutic and fun experiment. I love ambient tracks. Heavy stuff is just the same way. It's just in a different direction. And typically, you know, you can write something fairly easily. It may not be amazing and like going to blow everybody's socks off, but you can get the job done uh, in terms of writing something that's combat music. I'm talking about just in general and mm. combat music pretty easily. The stuff that's hard is the thing that's in between where you're like, yeah, there's some combat going on. But there's not always combat going on. Yeah. And you still need it to be feel like mm, 
this still works and it's not too motivational, you know, it's just enough to keep you going and like to, to keep you walking forward and feeling like, you know, like that unstoppable machine, but not don't push you too much over the edge. So it's like this weird fine balance. So I think I, I, I spent a lot of my time analyzing what is this supposed to sound like first and did that and then moved over to uh, fleshing out the rest of the ideas that I had for like an LC and an ambient that I'd already had kind of pre-production wise. Right. And I suppose yeah. what a lot of people don't realize is you kind of have to do multiple versions of blood swamps in terms of how, because how it's implemented changes, right? Because you can have multiple variations in terms of how it cuts off and comes in. and Yeah, uh, like a lot of games do that these days where um, things have to sync up. Uh, you have to write pieces that will sync up with each other. And like the crazy part is, is like, I think I, I like over delivered on blood swamps for them. I think I gave them a ton more than what they asked for. <laughs> uh, you, you can have like 30 to 45 second pieces or maybe even a minute and a half if you've got something real cool that uh, all need to be able to be uh, interchangeable. So like if one thing is going like, duh, 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 and then you just go over to something that's like a completely different tempo, it's going to sound fucked up. Mm. So they, they have to stay in the same feel and you have to be conscious of that while you're working. So whenever you're writing something, it has you have to think, is this going to work with part A? part B and part C from the front to the back and how they're glued together. And like, there'll be these, these little pieces here and there that you're like, I, ah. <laughs> but like, it works, you know, like you're not going to hit a fucking home run with every single one of them, but having a piece here and there that you're like, Oh, it's a little different. Like that's fun. But like, if it was just four to the floor with everything, it'd be boring. So you got to have those pieces. It's a weird balance. Like it, it really is. Totally. Yeah, everything has to connect together. I know with um because when you did IDKFA, you didn't you approach Bobby Prince to get his blessing? Yes. Yeah. Did you I still talk to Bobby Prince every year? Oh, good man. So yeah. was there a part of you I mean, did you contact Mick at all? I didn't talk to Mick specifically because um it just, it, it felt like a weird situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like Fair with all enough. the stuff going on. Yeah. And I, and I was like, I was like, Ooh, I don't know like how each party is gonna react to that. And I just kind of wanted yeah. to look at it more from like a professional standpoint. I, I always thought cool. Like if, if I get a chance to talk to him later on, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to sit down and like, just kind of chat with him about it and just be like, Hey, look, you know, I wanted to look, while I was working on this stuff, I, I I had your work in mind. Like it wasn't like I'm stepping in and being like, oh, all right. You know, <laughs> it was it was like I want something cool uh, that can continue this for the fans. And like if 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 I'm the guy that's selected to do that now, I want to show respect to you know the people before because the I Aubrey Hodges, the Bobby Prince, the Mick Gordon, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, that says a lot about your character that you're willing to do that because I don't think I don't think a lot of musicians would do that. So the fact that you wanted to, I mean, obviously, if the circumstances were different, I suppose you would have talked to Mick about it. You make more friends whenever you do that, and whenever you make more friends, you you have more work later on. You know, like you'll you'll be able to stay more relevant. Like if if you treat this job and like your own job, really, it applies for most things. If you treat the job as I want to make you an ally. I don't want to, you know, 
make you an enemy, um, you'll absolutely have way more doors to open later on. So I've, I've always looked at that, like with anything in life for the most part, like, I mean, unless you just really fucking piss me off. (laughs) Yeah. But how how many people would actually do that to you? I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't happen that often, thankfully. (laughs) So is is that something that you've always had that mindset or is that something that you learned from somewhere or just developed Um, over the years? It's it's a good it's a good mindset to have. I've I've just seen too many people burn too many bridges, especially in this industry where they're like on their way out and they're just like fuck you and fuck everything else. And I'm just like, man, like, dude, that's that's not gonna work for you if you want to continue doing this. Like, people see that shit, and yeah, everybody gets upset. Like, you know, it, work doesn't always go your way, and most times it doesn't. You, you got to find a way though. You got to carve your own path. And if that, it, you're going to be able to do that easier with more people helping you yeah. with a network, you know, They're very much that. So. And I just believe in, in good vibes. Like I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, but the thing is like, cause creative people can be quite sensitive, I suppose more so I think oh, than yeah. the average Joe. So that probably oh, yeah. plays some part into it as well. And then you combine yeah. sensitivity with an ego it's yeah it's a recipe for disaster (laughs) yeah man like it like the ego stuff um that's a trip because like i've seen people who've worked on like bigger projects that that they just kind of turn into a different person after like a certain amount of hmm, cash flow shows up you know like like and it always blew my mind. Like I was, I'd always, I was always like, man, like number one, I don't have even close to that kind of money, but <laughs> not yet, not yet. I'm, a, I'm a musician. Not yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, We're manifesting like, this right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I always just looked at it as like, oh man, it, it, you have to keep your network tight and you have to be able to accept more people like you have to be able to be approachable and you know people want to be able to talk to you because if they don't want to and they just think you're a fucking asshole because you got an ego and yeah you worked on these cool things but if the if the perception is he's a dick or she's a dick then what's the point of all the work that came beforehand like that's how people know you now they think you're a dick yeah yeah Yeah, particularly in this day and age with social media everything travels so quickly yeah man like it's weird like the internet from growing up with dial-up to now it's like (laughs) you know there's no way we me and you would be talking before this like and now i can see your face i can hear you it's all crystal clear and you can connect to anybody it's nuts yeah so nothing can be hidden Mm. when you first did idkfa like Mm -hmm. Because you spent two years doing it, didn't you? Two years you spent doing that project, but yeah, that was just for fun too. So what? Because what was the first track that you actually did? Oh, do you even remember? Man, uh, I think it was Dark Halls, which is that's uh, has a pretty a special place in your heart, doesn't it? Because of the Chimelo. Guitar yes. effect, yeah. How do you know that? You you did your research. Of course I do, man. Uh, that's pretty good research, though. That's in-depth shit. Yeah. I've only said that a few times. 
Yeah, I love that. Like that that was the first mix whenever I was coming through IDKFA because like IDKFA was just a a template for me to get better at mixing guitar, drums, and bass. I was just yeah. like, how do I perfect my craft a little bit better? And it was right after Rise of the Triad, which is like, maybe you should have done that before you worked on Rot. But <laughs> Rot sounded fine, you know, like so. Uh, <laughs> but Dark Halls like came together and I could be completely wrong. Like maybe it was another track that, that came first, but I remember Dark Halls coming together. It was like one of the first three. And I was like, oh, dude like it just something about that tremolo guitar lending itself with a little bit of reverb had like just opened up a, a door in my head where it was like you can you can do lots of interesting things with effects with in your mix with guitars that don't necessarily feel like a guitar which totally. you know looking back at it i'm like yeah that's totally a guitar but like you know like <laughs> mid-20s early 20s me was like Oh, this is groundbreaking. It's like, yeah, not so much, but I'm glad it opened the door for you, you know, and that you like the mix. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's phenomenal what you did. And there's some where you kind of stay very close to the original and then you chuck in your own stuff on top of that, which is really well done. I think the very first track I heard of that was probably Tower of Babel, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which yeah, was, yeah. Which was, sounded was... so epic. Like part of it, felt, it sounded <laughs> like it should be like a film score before you go into like the more the more guitar based stuff yeah that must yeah, have like, been so uh, fun no it it was like um idkfa is like my like personal mission statement with that was to cater more to the doom purist people mm. like whenever it came to the soundtrack which is why i went almost as far as to like find a way to contact Bobby Prince and just talk to him about it. Cause I wanted, I wanted to make sure it was okay with them. Like before I put something out, I was like, I'm not going to make any money off of it. I was like, it's just more of a tribute to like your work. And he was totally fine with it. He was like, yeah, this sounds awesome. Go for it. Was it hard to but, find uh, him? Uh, well, I, I knew uh, Lee Jackson from Rot. Oh, so right. I, okay. I, I was like, Hey, do you have Bobby's number? And do you think he would mind if I gave him a call? He was like, I don't think so. He's like, here's his phone number. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> But um, yeah, like I approach it from a, if I was just playing OG Doom and had never heard, I've never played a mod in my life and I heard this soundtrack, would I recognize it? And I want it to be as close as possible. And yeah, like every now and then I throw in something like, hey, here's a lead or something like that, because it felt like, cool, this, this feels appropriate here. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, but it wasn't all the time. And it was, it was only on like, handful of tracks oh maybe like a quarter of the thing uh the rest of it i was just like mm, it just needs to be you know this is what it would sound like if it was done with today's tools mm. rather than the uh like the sound blaster card stuff yeah the midi stuff back in the day yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but i think that one of the cool things about it is because obviously you're the guitar guy you know you do a lot of um <clears throat> metal rock stuff but um like you've got stuff like Walls of the Demons, Sinister, Demons from Adrian's Pen, which don't really have that. It's just more strings, more haunting yeah. strings sort of thing. Um, so were you well versed in that before you tackled those sort of tracks? Or is that kind Yeah, of Rock got me a little more versed in into some of that. And like the project that came afterwards that was supposed that Interceptor was working on that was called Duke Nukem Mass Destruction, which like got them in a huge lawsuit and everything. <laughs> And then turned into bombshell. Yeah. Uh, like we were we were working on string stuff for that too. So my production with that had 
gotten a little bit better as as time had gone on. I think Sinister, actually, now that I think about it, was maybe the first track. That might be the very first one. And I think it was actually before I even announced anything with IDKFA. I think I just put it on YouTube one day. I don't know. I have to go back and look. But it's like so the strings. Good, though. I, I, no, I love it. Like, in fact, at the very end, I went back and 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 touched on that one more time because I was like, it needs like a little extra something, something here and there. But um, there's like a haunting laugh partway through it. I think that you. Out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's me. <laughs> Is it? Is it actually yeah, you? It's, it's me pitched down. Yeah. <laughs> so what, I was like, just I was like, it needs to be creepy. It needs like, yeah, it needs like some creepy. I think in the final version, like I saw enough comments on YouTube where it was like, hey, this is great, except for the laugh. And I was like, okay. So I guess <laughs> I'll turn it down. <laughs> I think it sounds awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I can't believe you remember that too. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah. Well, um, I might know more than most because like during during the lockdown here back in 2020, I was I had a bit of a bit more free time, so I made um, I made 32 Doom levels. I had like this editor. Holy shit! So I made like 32 Doom levels, and I I used a number of your tracks in the oh, in the cool. little mod that I used, and I remember I remember Sinister because I think I at one level I think I called it the Halls of Horror or something, and I was like, oh, this track is perfect. And I was like, nice, because I had to, I had to loop like certain part of it, so I had to edit, edit it, so it had like a, a solid loop. And I remember, and I remember hearing the laugh bit constantly as I was doing it. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is awesome. I think I noticed you, it, but I did, but you notice things more in detail when you're actually editing or mixing something, right? Oh yeah, because it's just on repeat, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get yeah, to a, like, do you get to a point where you hate your own music because you've heard it so much? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't hate it, but like I'm sure my girlfriend does. Like there's times when I come out of the office and she'll just like she'll look at me and just like just kind of hum what I was working on and I'll just be like, oh, give me a break, come on. Like and she's just like da 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 da, you know, like just like saying it back to me. <laughs> but uh, like with me, I I don't I find a, a melody that I like and like a hook and i'm like cool and i don't think about it a lot while i'm doing it whenever i'm uh mixing i don't even really pay that much attention to it because i'm like okay writing's done unless another idea comes up it's more listening to it 150 times more like hey are the sonics does this punch me in the face does it hit me in the chest you know it, do i hear anything that sounds like distortion that kind of stuff mm. So like I, I somehow I tune that out. I don't know how I've trained myself to do that. Maybe it just comes with listening to music enough times. But yeah, I don't, I don't pay that much attention to it anymore. Do you notice your own mixing though? Because obviously, well, usually what happens with musicians is as time goes on, their mixing gets better. So yeah. you might go back and listen to some of your old work and be like, oh my oh, yeah. God, my mixing's horrible. Oh yeah. Like yeah. mixes done and like, a room that's way too bright and mixes done that are overcompensating bass. Like anything from, I feel like uh, I'm not going to give a year just because I don't want people to go back and be like, Oh yeah, let me go listen to these and criticize this guy's fucking work. You know, like, but like there's, there's a certain cutoff date from when I was working at a certain place that I go back and listen to those mixes. And I'm just like, mm, fuck, you know, like this is, these could use some work. <laughs> So it's a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> well, do a lot of the the tracks that you worked on back in the day? Do you still have the masters in like a vault? Are you tempted to go back and redo the mixes of them? No. <laughs> no you're just like like no, like, like not if, interested. If that, 
if that check's big enough yeah sure man like i'll reopen the vault but holy shit like there's a lot of work on something like that like if if rise of the triad if if, if apogee software came back to me and was like hey remix the entire rise of the triad soundtrack i'd be like you better have a fucking big bank account <laughs> that's a lot of work talking about sessions with like 60 instruments plus on each one yeah yeah it's ridiculous uh so i i part of me yes wants to i'd love to if i was superhuman you know but uh maybe in like i don't know maybe in 10 years maybe in five years you never know what the future holds yeah well that's right yeah and mixing takes a lot of time anyway but thinking about it right now makes me want to vomit (laughs) (laughs) so how do you how do you mix i mean um do you use multiple so like say you might have multiple speakers and you use headphones is that what you usually do in terms yeah, of how I've got you mix? To, yes. I've got uh, like a, a pair of stereo fields here that are all measured to get the equilateral or not the equilateral, like the whole triangle effect, three feet by three feet by three feet. And then I've got also a pair of uh, just like regular consumer, uh, well, like higher grade consumer uh, audio speakers to the right of those. And then I also check it through headphones and I'll check them with room correction and and without room correction before i send anything off to right a, okay yeah 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 so yeah like all all the uh all the tools just to make sure that you know hey do i like this yeah and is and is my room coloring this too much i um i asked david about ear fatigue um did you have much of a problem with that cuz one doom is very heavy Mm-hmm. And I know with the type of work you do, it's very easy to get into the zone and where you just don't want to take any breaks. Yeah, I had to force myself to stop quite a few times where, especially on the 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 uh, the deadline that we had, I had, to, I had to force myself to stop quite a few times and be like, okay, you know, headphones off. Now for the next, you know, couple hours, we're just going to be doing the near fields. And then after that, you're not going to be able to work on shit because you're not going to be able to hear anything below, you know, like 60 cycles. It's just going to be like, or like 80 cycles. So I'd have to step away. And like, that's kind of where my love during the lockdown came from riding bikes, because I feel like whenever I would get ear fatigue and I just went out and rode my bike, whenever I came back, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm okay. I'd get like a few more hours out, mm. of, out of work because I felt refreshed. Um, but yeah, like that was that was definitely a, a, a thing that happened for sure. Like if, if there was more time involved where I could like just dedicate, you know, a block of a few hours per day to that stuff rather than, hey, let's sit down and see what we can come up with from the time you finish breakfast to right before you're about to eat dinner, like all in one thing. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that like the results would have been like, I don't want to say better. They would have been different. You just would have gotten a different result because like blood swamps is pretty fucking cool. (laughs) I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would have made that better somehow, but like, I think it would have been a different result had I had the, uh, the timelines been a little different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do you manage your time? Because with deadlines, I mean, were you doing any 24 hour nights? Fuck no. No. Good man. (laughs) Oh my god! That shows like good time management, <laughs> dude. Sleep's important, especially when you get past thirty years old. Sleep is fucking important. 
making sure that I got enough sleep and making sure I ate the right things in the morning, getting a little bit of exercise, which I could totally stand to do again now after uh, <laughs> Christmas, you know, like I just haven't started again. <laughs> um, but like just just keeping things uh, going that are exercising my muscles and exercising my mind and making me feel good as long as it's keeping me awake and keeping me focused all good but yeah there was there was none of the uh i'm staying up till five or six in the morning except for like maybe one night where i was feeling it was just because i was like i have this idea and i need to i need to get it i need to get it down yeah 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 yeah. Mm. and that's that's like anytime that happens with any game it's not like oh man i need to meet this deadline i've never had that problem thank goodness it's always like anytime i stayed up it was always I'm staying up because I'm having fun and I want to see if I can uh, get my ideas flushed out. And more, more times than not, I stay up super late and then it turns into, I didn't get shit done. And the problem is, is you need sleep, you know, <laughs> like, and that's what I forget. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like, yeah, don't stay up, go to bed. You know? <laughs> well, if you're tired as well, then your brain's not operating properly and neither, and you, that contributes to air fatigue as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't even realize you have ear fatigue. No, you just you you just yeah. Like, this is mindlessly also... tweaking things. You're yeah. like, God damn, why is the snare so fucking loud the next day? <laughs> you know, but the day previous, it was just like this snare sounds great. Yeah. Can't wait to come back to this. You know. <laughs> so yeah, g- dude. Given your relationship with uh, Chad, have you pitched to him like about there being an official soundtrack for the DLC? I would love for there to be one, but I haven't heard anything from it. Like, that'd be cool, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I kind of left uh, I left the ball pretty much, like, empty-handed. Just because, like, that whole situation with, like, the Eternal soundtrack stuff, I, I just did, I didn't want to touch it. So I was just like, hey, as a professional, uh, I'm, you know, you paid me to do a job. So job's done. Here you go. Are you happy? They were. Like, they... They were so nice to us. It was it was so cool, like I for real. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't want to push any any other buttons than than what was displayed, just because the situation felt like I'm walking in interesting territory right now, and I'm like on a little bit of a, a little bit of a social tightrope, you know? Yeah. And I just wanted to make sure that something was cool there for the fans, and and that was my main priority. Mm. So like, if a soundtrack comes later on, that'd be That'd be kick ass. Yeah, I'd be all for it. Well, I'd I would be surprised if you weren't given the green light again on another Doom game at some point. Oh man, that make that warms my heart. Like, <laughs> it wouldn't I, make, like I, it wouldn't make any sense to me to not hire you again. <laughs> that like I I wonder about that myself. I'm like oh, I wonder if I wonder if I'll work on another Doom game. You know, because even if you work on one you wonder if you're going to be asked back because it could be like one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, you did a great job, but we want to try this. And like studios do that all the time with a bunch of franchises. But Doom so, has a very specific sound. Sound. Yeah, that, I know. That a lot of composers, I don't think they could do. Yeah. Um, I agree. And like that, that's a testament to David as well, because like when you know, when you look at David's work, um, I think it was Genlock that actually helped secure it, but he he was he's done a lot of orchestra and synthetic stuff. Um, oh yeah, synthesized. I had many stuff. talks with him about that that like that stuff and those those tools. I was like, 
hey, what do you use for strings? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But with that being said, I mean, I it would be easier, I would think, from their perspective to just get you guys again. And obviously you guys have formed a good relationship. I mean, I don't know if you were invited to Christmas functions at id Software or something, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's like an all like internal thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like whenever you're at the studio, but like QuakeCon and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll totally go over and hang out with those guys and we'll, we'll shoot the shit. And like if they ever do the the outing stuff where they used to have a, there used to be this thing in Plano where it was called Game Developer Drink Up, where it would go and Gearbox would go and handful of other like independent developers would all just show up and we'd all mingle. That was always a good time. But and I think that's slowly starting to come back, thankfully. Yeah, I think but, I think it, we're winding down. We're getting to the end of this thing. God, I hope, hope so. Hope, oh my hoping, God. hoping, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but. As someone like obviously with the fans advocating for you and you know you've you've done all these projects and stuff but you seem very very grounded through it all you have to be i know but like you would, would, have to would be. you have specific moments where you kind of check yourself where you're like hmm where you're kind of like yeah i'm pretty awesome no no, no. <laughs> dude i'm lying to you if if i say you know you know okay there are moments like where like, you know, you finish a project and I'm just like, holy fuck, I just did that. You know, like, <laughs> this is awesome. You know, I'm the shit. And then I do that in my office for five minutes and then I'm just like, all right, it's, it's got out it of my, down system. To my system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I just like, uh, you know, I, nobody wants to fucking hear that. If I go out with my friends and I'm just like, hey, I worked on that Doom game. They'd be like, yeah, you're also the guy who got beat up by that kid in like eighth grade. <laughs> you know, like they're really, they're really good at that. I love my friends for that. So that's how, they, how, how you stay grounded is you got a good. good I keep circle. a ton of people around me who give me shit. And I, I like, like, that's my humor is I, I love like pushing buttons back and forth with my friends. And I've got some really great friends who, who keep me grounded with that kind of stuff. But I, I, I don't always need it. Like I, I'm more self-deprecating than, than, than my friends are. <laughs> I just love that humor. And I, I just look at it from a perspective of uh, how I, the light that I like to see uh, the musicians that I enjoy, um, like that I listen to on the regular. Like I, I now have to think of that in terms of, okay, how would people who listen to my music, like if I just, said this what would they think and if i'm like oh, no you know like uh, it i kind of i kind of tune tune to that i'm i try to be a nice guy I try to try to you know be friendly with everybody and just not have a fucking ego it's as easy as that really i'm over explaining just 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 don't be a dick you know <laughs> well it seems pretty straightforward but it's, yeah, it's yeah, surprising yeah, yeah, yeah. to me how many creative people have an ego um and it might come back to the cash flow thing possibly yeah it's like the if, fan if you end thing up being a millionaire and, yeah. we'll revisit this conversation i'll be like hey if i be, end up <laughs> becoming a millionaire i know exactly where the first like hundred to two hundred thousand dollars where they're gonna be donated you know like like i'm that guy that i like i want to help out the community around me mm. that kind of stuff like i think a, a good portion of it first off would go to like the North Texas Food Bank. I've I've donated to that ever nice. since I saw the uh, the lines like 
at the beginning of 2020 when we had the shutdown and there were lines like to go get food really? like just down in, in dallas and i was like like seeing those photos i was like oh my god you know like and so like me and my aunt should we talked about it back and forth and she was like hey for christmas i want you to donate to that for me and i've i've donated back and forth since it's just i don't know that's the shit that i think about it's just make your surroundings better and like your environment and your community and your standard of living will come up too totally it's a good view yeah. to good view to More have people need it <laughs> well yeah i think um specifically western society is very individualistic in terms of its mindset compared yeah, to say it's, it's, like say um a lot of asian countries um yeah think more community-based it's part of the territory whenever it comes with like you know like like the the capitalistic look on things which isn't well, it's pros and cons, capitalistic stuff isn't isn't bad you know it's, it's it's okay but like there are things where it's like hey we should look at this again you know <laughs> as <laughs> I, as things age yeah do i sense someone getting into politics later fuck no <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've seen what that does to other musicians that I've followed. Like anytime Dave Mustaine talks, I'm like, please stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> would would first policy be to build houses that don't get flooded in Texas? Yeah, dude, absolutely. <laughs> well, first I got to take care of mine so yeah. that I can then build the houses. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of uh, projects that you haven't worked on, I mean, at this stage in your career, like what is there left that you want to do that you haven't done a lot really? <laughs> i've actually been thinking yeah i've been thinking about that ever since doom shipped because i like as a kid i was always like whenever i first started working on the stuff in the rise of the triad i looked over at uh, the cco for apogee a handful of times and dave and i was like i want to work on doom one day and they were like hey you know maybe you can and that was in like 2010 2011 and i did it like it here we are. And I, I worked on Quake, like yeah. did Quake Champions, you know, like I did both of those things. And I was like, right after Doom shipped, I was like, holy shit, you did Doom and Quake. And like, I'd like to do a, if, if, if it ever visits like, um, like a single player Quake game, I'd love to do, I'd love to work on that. That's mm. like right in, in my style. Uh, I'd maybe like to, Take a look at Wolfenstein. I don't know. Like, I'm, yeah, I was going to huge... say that. I was thinking, I'd love to see your take on Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be fun too. Wolf is uh, Wolf's an interesting, interesting IP. That's that's real zany. So, like, I, I think you can you can do a lot of a lot of cool shit with that. Yeah. Um, the other one, like, honestly, like outside of id games, because I'm a huge id fanboy, <laughs> is uh the the Hitman series. I always I always liked Jesper Kidd's work on that and he was a big influence on he's a big influence whenever I approach ambience because he made the weirdest ambience ever. And it was always unsettling and it was always just it had this fog about it, like this musical fog where yeah. you weren't sure what was gonna happen in front of you. And I love that. It's so cool. And like Hitman Contracts has a ton of that. And I'd love for some of that to kind of be injected back into the IP because like one, two and three, the, the reboots that, that just uh, shipped in the last since 2016, one, two and three are awesome. I love the music in it. It's, it's incredible. It's really well done. All three of those games, but 
if they were to go and do something else with Hitman, like in the future, where they're like, well, yeah, maybe we want to take a little bit more of a darker tone of what we had in the past and do something with it. Uh, I'd I'd love to try that. That would be awesome. I love those games. How do you find writing ambient stuff? Do you find it quite easy to do? Or do you yeah, over-evaluate these... it? No, these days I, I, I don't over-evaluate as much. Less is more. Um, yeah. Well, if you can, yeah. That's pretty much can, ambience, yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah, and like like if you can, uh, if you can find like just a few instruments that work really well together, it's so good. Like, and I feel like every time I hand it to a developer because it's not like an action track or something like that. And I'm like super proud of it. And, you know, I'm always like, this is, this is awesome. You're going to love this, you know? And they're like, yeah, cool. Fits the level. And I'm like, you don't understand. It's amazing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's like that part of me that like, I don't, I never say anything, but I'm like, oh, it's, it's so good here. It, it'll fit the level perfectly. Just put it in like that, you know? But that's also the thing that like most people don't, you know, it's, it's not as uh, widely renowned as like a, a big combat track. Like yeah. people remember some of the ambient stuff from like Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal, but they can mostly tell you about BFG Division and, you know, Meat Hook, you know, for the most part. Totally. Yeah. 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 Well, those are the, those are the tracks with the, uh... those are the staples. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose the melodic remembrance, if if you can call it that, but um, yeah, yeah, it's what sticks in the head. Yeah, it's also where it was placed in the game. So, have you gone to a place now where you don't have to submit demos? Like, if yes. somebody contacts you, like, for you to work on a game, I'd mm-hmm. imagine, given your portfolio, they're not going to be like, "Hey, Andrew, can you submit <laughs> a demo?" <laughs> Well, AAA companies will always ask you for a demo beforehand because, you know, they're writing big checks and they're like, hey, which is, yeah, yeah, that's understandable. So did you have to do a demo even for Ancient Gods? Yeah. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Maybe that'll show up one day. I I need to ask. I need to ask them about that. What, the demo Um, that you submitted to them? Yeah. Like it it, it doesn't. doesn't, So it's in their vault somewhere. Yeah. 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 Like they've got it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not the coolest thing, but like I, I, you know, they were they were like, "Hey, send us a demo. You've got a week, you know, like just testing the waters. Can you work with a timeline? Send us a demo. Oh, Here, yeah, here's a week, you know." Uh, and I was like, "Okay." And like I sent them something, and I was like, "Yeah, that cool. That works." And I think like, how long was yeah, the demo? That, how long? Oh, dude, it was like six minutes. Was it? It, it went. It, it was ambient. It was like a little bit of light stuff and some heavier stuff and then back to an ambient and then back to an oh. even heavier thing. And in fact, like one of the the riff that's in there, I think is uh, the one that I used in Blood Swamps, I think. Yeah, that's actually a play on intermission. I think it's that one. Yeah. That's, that's you know, it's a play on and uh i'm i'm pretty sure that that's the one that it was but it's like i just remember the last minute and a half where i was like oh that's heavy <laughs> so yeah i gotta ask and see if they've got that i don't have that session Will you... i made it and then and i was like here you go yeah they need to release it man like <laughs> if they do uh ancient gods album you know have it have, have it as a bonus track or something yeah yeah just like as a 
I bet David's got one too. They should, if, if they release an ancient God soundtrack, they should throw that on there or like, just like, just like put it out on like Twitter or something like that, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. what was the dynamic between you and David? Because I hate David, <laughs> but you guys didn't work together, even though you worked together, if that makes sense. Like, cause you were still isolated from each other. We talked to each other every day, dude. Yeah. Like I, I felt like that guy was, uh, it's like a brother in arms the entire time. Yeah, we were well, just, you're, you're we were just going through the same. Yeah, yeah, we 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 both thing. knew yeah. going into the like, going into the first DLC that it was like, hey, the timelines are, are tight, and we even talked about it before, and we were like, hey, these these deadlines are a little, they're they're a little tight, and like we talked about it for a little bit, and I was like, I just told David, I was like, I mean, I'm I'm ready to to put myself up to the challenge if you are, and he was like, fuck yeah, so it was like it was more of a you know like the the predator. Yeah. handshake you yeah, know yeah. thing going on yeah we were both pumped uh but every day we'd call each other and just talk about you know hey these are my struggles today on the mix this is what i'm doing these are this these are the tools i'm using hey how's your family hey how's you know for me hey how's your animals yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh just stuff like that it, it was great and like he has the same dark sense of humor i do so we'd, we'd make the same <laughs> terrible jokes to each other it was it was awesome just pick up the phone and immediately start, you know, cussing him out. <laughs> hey, pick up your fucking phone next time, you know? <laughs> Why aren't you answering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that also helps, though, because it would um, avoid a scenario where you have imposter syndrome, I suppose. It breaks the tension. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, like, you know someone else is going through it with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, honesty, honesty, that also plays into the whole ego thing. Honesty is key. Being honest with yourself and being honest with anybody that you're working with is going to set you free of any kind of problems that you got because you'll be able to rectify them. And if you can't and you ask for help and you say that, hey, you know, I'm having trouble, chances are somebody can can help you. And if you've got that network of people, like I said, that just want to help, then you're good. Mm. Were you tempted when you were doing the soundtrack to have like a lot of callbacks to Bobby Prince's stuff? Or were yeah, you actually are... told not to do that at all by chat? No, 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 no. I, I wasn't told uh, not to do that. Um, I think one time there was a moment where uh, part of the feedback was, hey, you don't have to put so many references if you're trying. Like, I think they were like, I don't know if they were like, he's trying to like do callbacks to everything or something. <laughs> I think it was uh, the, the Dark Lord fight, you know, and um I was like, no, no, like, like this is, I, I just think it's cool Easter eggs. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, like we thought you were like, just like overexerting yourself and like, Hey, how do I make this reverence? And they were like, we think it's cool. Just want to make sure that you're not like just trying to put like doom two and doom in here, you know, like <laughs> put your own stuff if you want. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was, um, there was some pressure for me. Cause like, as a fan, I want to hear that stuff. I want to hear what, you know, I want to hear what, updated dark hole sounds like in new doom you know i think yeah. that would be cool which you know like it had already shown up in like the previous games there was callbacks to that stuff yeah, 2016 yeah. and eternal have all those kind of easter eggs uh hidden around so i was like yeah i want to hide some easter eggs too <laughs> i love easter eggs given you talk to bobby prince once once a year have you talk to him about the soundtrack you're like hey man have you listened to my soundtrack of eight joke cards <laughs> I think the last time I talked to him um, was 
I want to say it was before it shipped last year. I haven't given them a call since just because life is life was crazy for the last year for me mm. and um, all kinds of ups and downs. Uh, personally, um, like my I had some stuff where like my father had a heart attack and like, oh, no. uh, yeah, like and then had pulmonary edema and like like while he's in the hospital, like just all this stuff. Could and it was right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, no, because oh, you it, know, because of COVID, like some. Well, and this was like right in the middle of that last surge with Omicron, so oh. we got we got put in the middle of like all the like ICU, no beds, that kind of stuff, and we're oh. like, oh my god, yeah. And so like he's fine, and he's a trooper, and like if there's anything I learned from that, it's like you're a lot. Str- if you have any of this man's DNA, <laughs> and you you're way stronger than you think. Yeah. Uh, because he, he fought through a ton of stuff and he's, he's doing physical therapy now. He's, he's going to be great. He's going to, he's, he's awesome. I, I, he even, he even got COVID in the hospital from that. And I was like, oh my God, you know, like, oh, this is the end. And they're like, no, he was vaccinated. Calm down. It's, he's going to be okay. You yeah, know? Yeah. But like emotionally that stuff rips you apart. But, um, yeah, like just like that, um, work hitting, catching up with the developers after the ancient gods and making sure that that stuff's going by. I had to make sure that things were delivered on time for Proteus. I had to make sure things were delivered on time for a developer in Japan that I'm working with. I had to make sure that stuff was delivered on time for Dusk 82, uh, Nightmare Reaper, which just came out. Like it's, it's, whew, man. Yeah. It's been, go- it's been going fast. And now like, as of whenever Nightmare Reaper shipped, I think that was, a week and a half ago, week ago, and f- I'm finally like, all right, now we can, we're 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 on breathing space now. Yeah, yeah. So, do you keep like a diary or something when you're managing multiple projects, just so you know what the heck you're doing? Hold on, before before, before we get onto this question, no, I haven't talked to Bobby Prince. I'm sorry, I was <laughs> telling you why I haven't talked to Bobby Prince. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't talked to him yet. Uh about the ship of the dlc i told him whenever i was working on it and he was like hey you know awesome congratulations and just had a couple words for me but i need to talk to him again he he reached out to me about my father but i just never got back to him because it was like right in the middle of all that but yeah i need to give him i need to give him a call yeah anyways back to your question sorry i wanted to just tie that up yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember the question now. Um, so when you're managing multiple projects or multiple things at the same time, mm-hmm. how do you keep track of everything? Big old whiteboard over here that I can't pan and show oh, you what's nice. on the whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's only two. No, there's three projects on the whiteboard right now, but one of them's like just kind of a, hey, when you get time. So there's 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 two projects right now that I'm working on and I'm working on my own personal music on, on my free time now, thankfully for the first time in like 10 years. Do you have like something next to the whiteboard that says, do not erase this? (laughs) (laughs) No, because like, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to worry about it. Like if, if, if Taya, my girlfriend came in here and was just like, she hates whiteboards. If she was ever just like, ah, you know, like for some reason I'd be like, what are you doing? You know, like, uh, I don't come over to your accountant's Excel spreadsheet and just like these numbers need to be changed for no reason. Yeah. Except other than they need to be changed. <laughs> no, I just, I erase stuff as I go. Like, so whenever I'm done, I 
get to do a big satisfying mark off and then I leave it there for a few days just to show myself hey you marked it off then I erase it hmm. so completion seeing that you completed something and like having that hand eye thing I don't know there's something about writing it down yeah that just feels satisfying to me that's actually a cool way of doing it because I, I know a lot of people that use like you know like Google Calendar or Microsoft Excel or something but a whiteboard is actually a really cool way of doing it yeah, I used to have like a, uh, I used to have like a big notepad where I'd, I'd digitally type everything in. But one day I was just like, fuck this. Like, I need to see something like that stares me in the face every day. It's mm. like, these are your tasks and you get to mark them off. Like you can, you can, you can write whatever you want on here. Nobody else can see it. It's not on the internet. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> so, so you can mark off anything you want. You can draw terrible things right beside it and be like, I've, fucking hated this part of this you know like <laughs> but no i don't i don't hate anything that that i work on but like you know if i was having a bad day but uh yeah there's just something to it being able to physically do that yeah that I love more people should try it no i think it's good it's 20 dollar whiteboard at walmart <laughs> cool man well hey i'll i'll wrap up there um i know this is work time for you isn't it you're gonna yeah, be, like you're gonna I'm, be going I'm, I'm back be... to making some more tunes. Yeah, I'm gonna go make some more tunes probably in an hour or so once he chill. Well, he's pretty chill out right he's now. Pre- he's he been pretty chill food. the whole time. Yeah. Yes. Hey, say hello. He says no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he goes. There he goes. Oh, uh, there he goes. <laughs> but yeah, this will be work time for me to kind of go back. But I'm probably gonna take a break and just go get some walk walk around for a couple miles cool. get the blood going now for any reason somebody isn't following you where's the best place to follow you twitter yeah just at andrew holschult spelled h-u-l-s-h-u-l-t uh you can also go to holschult.com that'll take you all to all of those things uh and you can find me on youtube and spotify and pretty much anywhere you can get music honestly yeah well, hey, I appreciate you taking time out and doing this. Um, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do a lot of these. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, no, all, all good. Yeah, that is, um, I had fun. This is great. Yeah, all the best for the future. By the way, I, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing your name next to the a Wolfenstein or a Doom project, another Doom project at some point. Thank you. Yeah. I hope so. That would be so much fun. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it'll happen. I'd be very <laughs> surprised if it doesn't. I'd be like, Chad, why? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, that's the show, everyone. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe. And uh, until next time, stay safe. Take care.